Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Welcome everyone to part three of a powerful series of programs on a subject that's near and dear to most of us, aging. We all do it. Our level of wealth, religious or political affiliations, IQ, hopes and dreams aside, we're all taking that same journey from pampers to depends, and there's not a lot we can do about it. But according to Dr. Jennings, there's a lot we can do about making that journey more tolerable. We're using Dr. Jennings' book, The Aging Brain, Proven Steps to Prevent Dementia and Sharpen Your Mind, as the foundation of our discussions. Dr. Jennings joins us via Skype. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Dr. Jennings, part three of your book focuses on lifestyle and aging. You make the case for some specific areas of our day-to-day existence that can actually improve our lot as the years roll by. Let's begin with exercise and our brains. What's the link there? Yeah, so when we exercise regularly, Mm -hmm. our brains produce something called interleukin-10, which is an anti-inflammatory factor that reduces oxidative and inflammatory stress in our bodies. Now, why is that important? Well, because the factors that accelerate aging and lead to the number one cause of dementia, which is Alzheimer's dementia, are high inflammation, high oxidative stress. Anything that reduces inflammation and oxidative stress will help protect the brain and help slow the aging process and help reduce your risk of dementia. Regular exercise, one factor, is anti-inflammatory through the muscles producing interleukin-10. Older persons who exercised regularly saw 2% growth in the memory circuits of their brain, which was effective or making their brain look two years younger. Hmm. Now, this is because not only do they have the reduced oxidative stress, when you exercise regularly, your brain turns on at least three known neurotrophins. Neurotrophins. These are proteins that are like fertilizer for your neurons. They help the brain maintain the neural health and help grow new connections and sprout new neurons in the places of the brain where they do that. Where new memories take place is one of those places. And so exercise turns on all of those neurotrophins. It's the only known intervention that turns them all on. There are some pharmaceuticals that are used for depression that will turn one of the neurotrophins on, but exercise turns that one and two others on. Adults who exercise regularly have 40% less likelihood of having any type of disability. And so this is the reason why exercise is so healthy. In fact, walking 15 minutes a day in various studies show reduces your risk of Alzheimer's dementia, a 15-minute walk a day. Wow, wow. Because that was the question I wanted to ask you. When you say exercise, what do you, is this going to the gym? What do we need to do to exercise? The, again, the data shows that as little as 15 minutes of walking a day has benefit. Mm-hmm. The better benefit would be about 150 minutes of exercise a week. So 30-minute walk five days a week mm-hmm. is going to be better than 15 minutes every day of the week. Okay. So you want to get your heart rate up to your appropriate level for your age if you can. So all exercise is beneficial. Mm-hmm. I, would say, I was going to say more aerobic, but that's the walking or the, or the biking. But weightlifting and doing some strength training also shows benefit. And then stretching. Stretching exercises are also beneficial. 
And so the first place to start with anybody who wants to exercise is with an examination with their doctor. Mm -hmm. You want to be sure you don't have some underlying medical health condition if you have lived a sedentary lifestyle that if you start exercising, we don't want you to exacerbate or injure yourself or anyway. So, so see your primary doctor, get a good physical and get his clearance on whatever exercise program you want to engage in. Over-exercise, like the, uh, the marathon runners and the Ironman, that actually has no benefit. That much exercise is damaging. It's oxidizing and stressful to the body, wow. and you don't get any real significant benefit for, for long living or better health or reduced uh, dementia risk from that over-exercising. It's a modest exercise that's beneficial. And then finally, exercises that you enjoy. Don't just simply choose an exercise that in your mind and in your emotions you hate, but you know, you've got to do it. You're a strong-willed person, and you <laughs> heard that it's necessary, and you slog through it, and the whole time you're, you're thinking, I hate this, I hate this, I can't wait till it's over. That negative emotion actually activates the brain's stress circuits and kicks up stress hormones and works against you, and you don't get the same benefit. So you absolutely want to choose an exercise that you enjoy doing, and it can be walking with friends. And if you find that there's nothing you really enjoy doing, then create it by, by getting an audio book and only listening to your audio book while you go for your walk. And so you really enjoy your audio book, and you're looking forward to it, and, and therefore that creates that positive atmosphere. Consider what you need to do to make it something that you enjoy. <laughs> that is very, very, very good advice. Now, the kind of opposite of exercise is sleep. Why do we need sleep and how much do we need? So this is another great one. So the couple laws and what I talk about in the book are, yeah. are design laws. Yeah. You might call them the laws of health. The first is the law of exertion that we just talked about. If you mm -hmm. want something to get stronger, you must exercise it yes. because if you don't use it, you, you lose, lose it. it. And we talked about the physical exercise. There's also the mental exercise. And the data shows that people who do lifelong learning and exercise their brain circuits turn on new proteins in the brain or, or important proteins in the brain that also have anti-dementia, anti-aging effect. But that's the people who exercise their minds to learn and think in new ways. If you want it to stay strong, you exercise it. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. But the corollary of that, as a finite being, once you've exercised and expended energy, you must rest and recover mm. in order to have more energy to, to spend. That's mm. the law of restoration. Mm. And there's two types of rest. There's the physiological rest, which is what we are to get every night with sleep. And if we don't get adequate sleep, then we increase the oxidative stress in our body and we increase our risk of dementia. During the day, your brain is burning up all types of calories and energy. Your brain is only 2 to 3% of your body mass, but your brain uses 20% of your body's energy wow. because it's highly metabolic, burning lots of fuel. And after it burns fuel, there are waste products left behind that have to be cleared. It is during sleep that the cells, the actual neurons, contract and expel out of the inside of the neuron into the cerebral spinal fluid the waste products of all that work that you did all day, mental exercise that you've done. And it's cleared out of your brain. If you're not getting adequate sleep, then you don't allow for the adequate clearing of these waste products. And over the years, they build up and it increases oxidative stress and accelerates your rates of dementia. This is also explains why children need more sleep than adults because the younger children brain are going through massive remodeling and restructuring. So there's massive amounts of waste products that they have to get the sleep to clear for what building and restructuring their brains did. Once we make it to adulthood, we need about seven and a half to eight hours sleep a night. So yes, I, I talked about the, the physiological sleep. Yeah. Then we now to talk about the rest for the mind. Mm -hmm. And the rest for the mind, God prescribed for us one day in seven mm -hmm. to come apart yes. and rest. Yes. 
okay, to stop doing the activities that drain us or exhaust us, to set aside the work and relax with family, friends, in nature, and with the Lord. There is a book published a few years ago by a guy named Dan Butner called The Blue Zones, and he traveled around the world and found the five zones in the world that, that the highest concentration of people living to be over 100. And in those zones, there was only one in the United States, and that was in Loma Linda, California. Mm-hmm. The other four zones, Icaro, Greece, a place in Costa Rica, Okinawa, Japan, and Sardinia, Italy, they all had a what we call homogenous gene pool. They all were similar genetic background, and, and so there's a strong genetic pool that contributed to the longevity. Mm-hmm. But at Loma Linda, there was people from all over the world, every different culture and race and background. And what they discovered is the high concentration of Seventh-day Adventists that live there, and the Seventh-day Adventists rest from Friday night sunset to Saturday night sunset, and they take time apart from the work to relax, decompress their minds. And in the website, they noted that a sanctuary in time to decompress has an antioxidant, life-promoting benefit, and these people live longer. Oh, that is wonderful. That is good news for us, because everything you've talked about here is under our control. How much exercise we get, how much sleep we, we allow ourselves in taking a vacation. This one, I did a double take on it. Our beliefs and aging. What are you talking about there? What what does belief have to do with how long we live? The things we think about and believe, the God that we worship even, Mm -hmm. determines how our brain circuits fire. If you believe things that are frightening and stressful, uh, I'm no good, nobody likes me, I can't do anything right. If you believe that you're under condemnation of God and that and that he's uh, got a, a recording angel uh, writing down every bad thing you've done so he's going to punish you for it. If you believe there's no God, you're all alone in the world, there's nothing left for you. These types of beliefs activate the brain's stress circuits, which activate the adrenal glands, you get more stress hormones, you have a higher blood pressure, heart rate, you have more oxidative stress, and the studies are very clear. You age faster, you have higher risk of dementia. People who worship a God of love, who are kind, patient, forgiving, who have a willingness to be patient, these individuals have less stress, less activation of their stress circuits, less oxidative stress in their body. They age better and they have less risk of dementia. So our beliefs and our thought patterns actually direct which circuits of the brain fire. And are we directing love and peaceful circuits or are we directing stressful conflict circuits? Huh. Now, in the couple of minutes we have left in the program here, I want to make sure we talk about this. It's under the section called Love and Death, Resolving One's Mortality. Are you saying that how we think about death can affect how we die and what mental state we have when we die? So one of the things all human beings struggle with, whether they consciously admit it or not, is the fear of death. It's called an existential anxiety, an anxiety about our existence. Mm -hmm. What will happen to me? We all have inherently a fear of death. In the Bible, it talks about how Christ took upon himself human flesh that they might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who've lived all their lives as slaves to the fear of death. That's in Hebrews. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, the Bible teaches that, but when I was in my psychiatry residency, there is a field of psychiatry called existential psychiatry, and it is well-known and well-written about in the psychiatric literature for those who don't believe in God that every human being has fear of death, and many of the actions and decisions we take are designed to mitigate or reduce our own fear of death. And so everybody deals with it, whether consciously or unconsciously, and depending on how we deal with it, we either become more anxious and fearful, and it drives us to make various decisions that can be unhealthy, and that, of course, increases the inflammatory stress and accelerates aging, or we deal with it in a trust relationship with God, and we don't live in fear of the death anymore. We have faced it. We've surrendered our lives to our higher power, and our lives are secure with Christ in heaven, and we move forward not living for self and to protect self, driven by the fear of death anymore. We move forward forward in life, loving God and loving others altruistically, and this has been demonstrated to have significant impact in reducing disability and dementia. It's no surprise that uh, so many times in the Bible, God has said to us, fear not, don't be troubled, just... Now I know why. He actually knows that that affects our brains, and our brains affect our bodies, and our bodies and brains working together affect our longevity. So that aging process, there's a lot of effect on our aging process by our minds and our bodies. God is a wise God, Dr. Jennings, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. God is the creator. He ought to know how our systems work best. Absolutely. The Aging Brain, Proven Steps to Prevent Dementia and Sharpen Your Mind. You can get information about this book, of course, at uh, companyreason.com. You can purchase it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or any bookstore. That's The Aging Brain, Proven Steps to Prevent Dementia and Sharpen Your Mind. Comeandreason.com is the website for many more resources that you can peruse to learn how to live a healthy, happy life that we all want. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing with us. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>